Hi, Yoko. Hi, Kate. This is episode 22, 22 of, of So Where Are You From? Bow, 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 bow. Yay! How you doing, Yoko? I'm good. I think the last time we hung out, I was like in a funk, but not today. Not today, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> what about you, Kate? I'm I'm in a great mood. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just like real excited. It was really hot today, mm-hmm. but I walked outside and I was like sweating and not loving it. But then I was like, Kate must love this, dude. I love <laughs> it when it's hot. I can't wait. Like, oh my god, freaking okay. Instagram stories are the worst because they show you that people were at the Rockaways and they didn't <laughs> invite you and they got tacos and you're the person that showed them that taco place. I'm talking to you, Kyle. <laughs> oh god, Kyle, come on. Exactly. <laughs> and he's there again today. Uh. Yeah, but it's like warm now and I'm really really excited about it. Kate, what is your ideal like temperature? Like 80 degrees Whoa. but no humidity. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. fair, fair. Mine is like 65. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cold for Angelinos, right? <laughs> 65 is like, whoa, we have to break out the peacoats. Yeah. <laughs> Say hoodies. No, nope, peacoats. Peacoats are the Ugg boots, and I'm still wearing shorts. I remember when you first moved to New York from LA. You moved in like August. Yes. I mean, no, I moved in June. June. Yeah. Oh, right. And then um, my dad came in August. Right. <laughs> and then winter was coming. Yes. Winter was coming. And then you were like, Yoko, I just realized that all of my clothes are ornamental. Yeah. They don't do anything. <laughs> I, I just realized that as soon as, okay, well, first of all, my dad came in August and I was like, dad, can you please bring my winter clothes? I opened them up <laughs> in like October when it's actually getting cold and it's all fucking hoodies. It's just <laughs> <laughs> hoodies and then like forever 21 wool, which is like oh my God. paper. As soon as I wore it outside, I was like, wow, I can feel the air piercing my skin. Yes, that's a real thing. <laughs> Welcome to New York. I mean, that was years ago. You're OG by now. Yo, dog. You have like a proper ass jacket. Proper tote. jacket. You got I got boots. Insulation. I got heat tech. Heat tech. Yep. Shout Long out to underwear. Yep. I got wool tights to wear under my jeans. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Seasoned awesome. vet now. Have you have you like switched out your wardrobes? Do you do that? I do. Um, I'm about to move apartments, oh, yeah. so I need to like pack everything in. Um, I just purged all of like the shitty winter sweatshirts though that I've been holding on to for <laughs> a very long hoodies. time. Yeah, all R.I.P. The <laughs> I mean, most of those hoodies I purged the first year, but it's amazing how some of them just kind of like trickle in or like stick around. Yeah, I keep my college sweatshirt. I'll never get rid of that. Sure. Mm-hmm. I need to purge my clothes. I realize that I I think when I first decided to stop wearing color. There was a point where I was very minimal about what I was buying, and then I think maybe like six to eight months in, I just bought like a shit ton of white shirts from Everlane. Yep. And now I'm like, I have too many white shirts. I have to, and it's weird, I have to get rid of some of those. Really? Yeah. Are they like super worn? No, they're not worn. I think I just have too many. Can Do you I want some? some? Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> they're really thin, though. I don't know. I'm I into s- it. Okay, cool. I'm into you can it. have some. I feel like see-through things with, like, fancy, lacy bras are really mm. popular right now. With, yeah, like, very summery look. Very, varying, like, string overlapping things mm-hmm. is very popular. Definitely a thing. I don't know anything about that. Also, I'm too lazy to buy, like, a nice under thing. I would rather buy a thicker white shirt than a nice bra. Ah, uh. I don't know how to take care of myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
Should we talk about model minorities? Yeah. I'll go first. Yeah. Okay, so my model minority is a duo named 7th Grade. So 7th Grade is a pair of YouTubers named Chuck Ma and Gio Lee, who have, who have been friends since the 7th Grade. Mm-hmm. And they've been making videos, one of which is a video called Asian Men Are Undateable? Mm-hmm. Question mark? We just watched it. It was fantastic. It was great. Kevin showed it to me. And um, basically it's like uh, Chuck and Gio are talking. They're watching the Steve Harvey clip, the infamous Steve Harvey clip that makes fun of Asian men. Um, And they're like, huh, yeah, I guess Asian men aren't dateable, like at all. We have no redeeming, like, sexually positive qualities whatsoever. And then they, like, bring in their friends and then they all do, like, a magic mic dance, and it's pretty hot, mm-hmm. I think. And there was a lot of gyrating yeah. and a lot of uh, break dancing, and I was real into it. <laughs> there I, were some six-pack abs. There were a lot, and there was an Australian Asian dude, which <laughs> With I really great hair. So into it. Yeah, and I just, I think I'll, I will give props to anyone who, like, fights this really shitty stereotype that Asian men are not sexy, because I think they're totally... Sexy. Asian men are very ethethy. Yeah. <laughs> what? Ethethy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I also think it just got me thinking about how, like, sexiness in the United States is really particular, kind of the way, like, beauty is really particular. Mm-hmm. And the the plight of Asian men as, like, quote, undesirable is, like, so many layers beneath that because it's, like, you're not, like, conventionally good-looking, you're not white, you have, like, all these things, like, working against you, so anybody who sort of makes a video that's, like, fuck that, I can be, like, completely who I am, I don't need to conform to what is considered, like, mainstream good-looking, and I can still be considered, like, attractive and dateable. So, props to the seventh grade duo. There's a guy who does, like, this backwards worm move. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's really hard. And then there's a guy who does that, like, ab roller move. We have to put this... (laughs) Those... What are those things? It's called an ab roller, right? I think so. You do a push-up, but you're, like... Like, on a wheel. Your hands are on a wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And he, like, does a push-up and then, like, rolls and then lands in a push-up position again. It was awesome. So sexy. Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for showing me that, Yoko. That's just what I needed to get through the day. Yeah. Happy mm-hmm. Sunday, my friend. Hey. <laughs> cool. So who's your model minority, Kate? My model minority, I actually don't know what his last name is. I just know him as Ryu Styler, R-Y-U-S-T-Y-L-E-R. And he his name is Michael, and he's the originator of Delicious Kicks. And what, what this dude does is he takes fucking instagrams of shoes but he plates them like food so he's like a total hype beast but like his feed is so sick oh awesome just like old school nikes like the color composition is really aesthetically pleasing and really satisfying to look at wait so it's like art directed yeah here look Oh, right? oh like it is literally like he sneakers. puts it on a plate. Yeah, sneakers on plates. Whoa. This sneaker is actually made out of fish. But the, all the rest Whoa. of them are like actual <laughs> shoes that like. <laughs> Kate just put down her laptop because she's showing me her laptop. <laughs> all the rest of them are actual <laughs> shoes that <laughs> exist in the wild and that you can buy. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's super cool just because like, I don't know, there's like this, uh, there's something that I observe about a lot of fobs in New York or fobs in general is that they're like total hype beasts. Yeah, right? they have they have 
fresh ass shoes on. Right? They always got the shoes. And I just feel like this is like the perfect marriage of like Asians love plating food and taking pictures of food. (laughs) Asians also love sneakers. And this is done really well in a Mm -hmm. way that's like not tacky and doesn't make you want to die inside (laughs) when you're in public. So... R-Y-U-S-T-Y-L-E-R. Ryu Styler. Ryu Styler. Props. I was at, um, have you ever been to the, the, the actual Nike town in Midtown, New York? There's like a Nike town in Soho. I've been to the Soho one. Which is fine. Mm -hmm. I, I, I went there and I didn't really like it that much, but I went to the Nike town in Midtown and I was struck by how many of the people working there, like the people like asking, like, how are you doing? Like, can I get you another size? Like, those people, so many of them were Asian. Yo, dog, it's because they know <laughs> Asians are going to fucking buy those shoes. Yeah, I was, one, I was thinking that was that was the case. Like, oh, a lot of people probably, like, traveling in from Asia, they'll, like, go to Fifth Avenue, and they're all going to, like, buy a shit ton of things. Why not just, like, helps to have, like, someone who speaks the language, someone who kind of looks like you, mm-hmm. just sell you some fucking shoes, man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They know. I'm surprised that, like, this entire staff of the Supreme store isn't all Asian. You're right. right? I'm, I think they, yeah. I'm thinking they should all be, like, teens. Yeah. Teens love Supreme, right? I actually I think, oh, well, okay, so I read this stupid fucking PDF that was sent out by Google about millennials. Did you get that? What? Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> Google published this, like, zine that was Whoa. a PDF, and it kind of just looked like, you know when you were applying to college and you got, like, Delia's magazine? Or, yes. It looked like that. It was just like, wait, this was made in 2017 by Google. And it was talking about, like, what trends teens, uh, millennials, and what, what, okay, what's the generation after millennials? Generation Z? Z, yeah. So it was talking about what Generation Z likes. And Generation Z thinks that Supreme is passe. Passe? Yeah. Just oh, like, no. Oh, that's not cool. And I'm like, oh, no. Fuck. I'm behind already. But they also said that, like, Vice they don't like, right? I have seen this. Yeah. And then, uh, what was the other one? But, of course, things that they do like are, like, YouTube is really cool. Yeah, big like, surprise that Google put that out. Exactly. Funny. I, I find a, I feel like it's, like, a really, I have a really difficult time believing any of that. Hmm. I do believe, though, that, like, the Supreme and the Vice thing, though, are, like, being passe. I can That's see that. so wild to me, because Vice is so, like, it, it has an edge. It's so edgy to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like Vice. And, like, I do, too. I, I've been watching, like, Vice News, like, daily on HBO um, for news stories, and it kind of, like, gives you interesting <clears throat> stories that I you don't see on, like, public TV. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever, little kids. If you don't like Vice, that's cool. I enjoy it. Go watch your... YouTube channel, YouTuber things. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to remember, like, what it was... Maybe you experienced this too, but when I was growing up and using the internet... The what? The the internet. The World Wide Web? (laughs) The webs, the intertubes. I I remember switching so often between um, services, like... Like, the blogging services that were, like, big at the time. I think I, I think I went through, like, all of them. I went Zanga, through, like, LiveJournal. LiveJournal. Zanga. Mm-hmm. There was one called Scribbles.new. If anyone has ever heard of that, please Whoa. reach out to me. I can't even find, like, an internet archive of Scribbles New. Like, I think it was a blip. Like, literally a blip in, in the life of the internet. And I also, yeah, like... WordPress. Yeah, I eventually got to WordPress. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like high school wasn't that long, right? It's, like... Four years. Yeah. And I went through all those things in four years, 
it's so weird to imagine myself being so fickle. Like every year I'll be like, oh, I hate my Zango. I'm going to change it to something else. Yeah. And then, and now I'm just like, oh, I've been using Twitter for 10 years now <laughs> and I haven't changed my username for anything. Right. Yeah. And I changed my aim screen name like all the time. Yeah. Like all the time. <laughs> yeah. I had like a secret aim screen name. Do you, wait, what do you have a, did you have a secret screen I name? I did have a secret aim screen name. Would you like to tell us what it is? It's really embarrassing. Okay, you don't have to tell here, us. I, tell us. <laughs> okay, it was A Z N. Yes, Weezer. What? <laughs> Chic. <laughs> okay, what did you use your? Okay, so mine oh was God. Country House screen name. What? Country House S N. Because to me, a city girl, <laughs> having a country house was like the most remote thing and the most like, like off the grid thing that you could, that I could think of because I'm really imaginative. So <laughs> mostly just use that to just see if the person I liked was online and I didn't use it except to talk to my other friends who were on their secret screen names. That's what I use mine for. I was just like, is he on? Oh my god. Okay, so speaking of crushes... <laughs> okay, you already know where this is going. Ah, uh, yes I do! <laughs> so, as more people find out about this podcast, more people are, like, listening to, like, the first and second and third episodes, and in one of them I talk about... And they're all people that I went to summer camp with, and they're like, you had a crush on... I'm not going to say his name anymore. Yeah. And I'm just you like, already said it once. I already said it, so go back in the archives if you want to hear it. But please, if you know who this person is, I guarantee you he has no idea who I am. Like, I, I 100% know that he has no idea who I am. And How do you 100% know that? Because I haven't spoken to him since I had that crush on him. How, how can you be sure, 100% sure, that he hasn't thought about you once? in the last Because he didn't even years. know who I was then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm gonna bleep your name with your frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so weird because one of my friends who listens to the podcast regularly, Kelly, what's up? Hi. Um, was just like, Kate, you have to see what he looks like now. Here's the Christmas card. And I looked at it. He looks so different. I mean... He looks like Grizzly Adams. He, oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Just imagine someone who, like, has locked themselves in the woods and, like, plays with bears. That's what he looks like. Sick. I'm just looking up Grizzly Adams right now. <laughs> <laughs> How does his hair do that? Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I find it, like, kind of hilarious, but at the same time, I was, like, I got a tweet from a friend of mine that was just, like, oh my god, I can't believe you had a crush on this person. And it's just like, oh my god, please don't tell him. And my mom was He's like... He's gonna find out. I know, I was with my mom and my auntie, and they were just like, Kate, how could you be so dumb? How could you be so you dumb mean? to, like, publicly announce that you had a crush on somebody? I was just like, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's embarrassing, but it was in high school or middle school? Like, I think cares? it was the end of middle school. Yeah, who cares? I care. It's okay. creepy. <laughs> For who? For me, isn't it? I don't know. Wouldn't you, okay, if you found out that someone that you literally have no idea who they are had a crush on you, how would you feel about it? Had a crush on me in middle school. Yes. I would probably be like, that's nice. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what if I, you found 
not? Would you be would you be grossed out or freaked out? No, but I feel like because it's me, someone's gonna be like, ugh. No, Katie. <laughs> We all are deserving of love and crushes. Oh, God. That's just so crazy to me. And I feel like it's not like you were sneaking into his bedroom and, like, watching him sleep. That's, (laughs) like, that's bad. But, like, pining and just, like, watching him sign on and sign off using your secret screen name, I don't think is that weird. Okay. (laughs) I mean, if that is weird, then I am really weird. Oh my god. Guys, we've all done this. Is that weird? Tweet at the podcast. <laughs> it's weird. not weird. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can believe what you want. What is weird is that, you know, the, I think those like eighth grade feelings are coming back where you're just like, oh god, that was so <laughs> awkward. Everything I do is awkward. It's like eighth grade feelings plus your like newfound self-awareness as an adult, and you're, like, doubly mortified. Right. I get it. I get that. What would you do if someone had a crush on you now? Now? Yeah. Like, someone that you don't know who existed. Someone that, like, you've maybe talked to, like, once, twice. And they were just like, Yoko. I mean... I have to tell you something. Oh, wait. It depends on what happens. Actually, I guess, like, in this situation, it's like, they would have heard it from somebody else, because I am literally never going to see this guy again, I don't think. Or, not literally. I don't know that for sure. But anyways, the likelihood of me running into this dude is very small. Well, I'm... And we're gonna assume, like, regardless of whether I have a partner or not, and I'm not interested in this person. Right. I would actually... I think I would be like, yeah, maybe I won't spend as much... I will try not to spend as much time with this person. Yeah. But, like, that's... I don't think that's weird either. Mm Mm-hmm. Crushes are hard, man. Crushes are hard. I found out... So this is, like, a little bit more of an applicable example. So <clears throat> I was on Tinder. Guilty. Hey, don't be guilty about it. Um, I was on Tinder, and someone that I have spent, like, a decent amount of time with super liked me. What's super liking? Is that, like... That means... Uh, it means that they push themselves to the top of the stack, the endless stack of faces that you're swiping yes or no on, and was like, hey, just so you know... I like you. Whoa. I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah, how did that make you feel? Um, flattered, first. Yeah. Um, but second, I was just like, oh, I I should be, like, less, not less friendly, but maybe I should spend less time with this person just to, like, sort of temper that expectation. Yeah, I think, I think that's reasonable. Not because I don't find him attractive, because I do think he's really cute, but I'm just like... Yeah, and you can completely, you can, like, those are two different things. Like, finding someone attractive and, like, actually want to be in a relationship with them. Right, I really like being friends with this person, and that's it. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. Sorry, you got friend-zoned. Oh, no! You should be thankful that Kate wants to be your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think think that's kind of what I meant, like, Uh when you were asking me that same question. I think we're at a point where we understand that humans have feelings and they're really hard to fight if you continuously feed them opportunities to feel that way. Right. And if you understand that that's not going to be good for either of you, then sometimes it just means that you don't hang out as much. Mm-hmm. I remember when I, I had a crush on this guy in college and I told him mm-hmm. and he was like, uh, we're friends and I don't really feel that way about you. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, now I can't really hang out with you anymore because... Now you know. Now you know, and I don't want to, like, fool myself into thinking that us hanging out means something. Right. So I stopped hanging out with him for, like, Years. I don't know, pretty much forever. I mean, we're still we're still buddies now, but I think if I, if I hadn't done that, I 
there would have been a part of me that would have just been like, maybe something will happen. So are you glad that you told the dude that you had a crush on him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I am the type of person who would rather not keep things inside for very long. I don't like things festering. Mm-hmm. So like if I tell someone that I like them and it doesn't work out like it did in college, I am also ready to just be like, okay, well now I know that there isn't going to be really anything happening. So I can just like cut you out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is something that not everybody is, not everybody would want to do, but I think I'm just like a cold hearted bitch and sometimes I'm just good at doing that. That's just so interesting. I am like the exact opposite. So, uh, I never make the first move, like never, Mm -hmm. unless I know there's a hundred percent chance of the, the shot going in. And I think it's because I don't want to cut that person out of my life. It's Mm. like, oh, I'd rather just like have these feelings and have this person like around than not ever. Well, I, sorry, I made a, I just made Uh a face that I think you reacted to, Uh but I didn't, I didn't, I I think that's really normal. Mm -hmm. Like that feeling is really normal. I think what I do is kind of weird. (laughs) Well, actually, okay. So there's like one person where I told him straight up or I mean, years later we kind of talked about it because I I don't think I ever told him at the time that I was, like, really, really attracted to him and really liked him a lot. Um, But years later, we talked about it, and it's like, of course he knew. Because, I mean, you know me. My face is the easiest (laughs) face to read. He has a terrible poker face. It doesn't exist, actually. It's the worst. (laughs) Like, if someone says something that, like, pisses me off, you'll know. If someone says something that, like, I disagree with, you will know. And if I like someone... You'll know. (laughs) But yeah, we've talked about it, and we're still good friends. And I am friends, aside from, like, the most recent two people that I've been with, I am friends with, like, everyone who I've dated previously. Which I I really like, because I think it's just sort of, like, you can take that time and recognize it for what it was and move on. Oh my god. Speaking of two people that I was with previously, I am getting breadcrumbed again! Again! <laughs> Did we talk about this on the podcast? Um, you're talking about... Uh, getting breadcrumbed by the Brazilian? Yeah. Wait, is it... Is it like... Wait, is... Sorry, remind me again. Breadcrumbing is when, like, there is no word for a certain amount of time and then you get, like, a hey. Yeah. That's So, that's, oh it's basically god, like, you I'm think so you're getting sorry. ghosted... You're just like, okay, cool, this person is, like, done with me. And then randomly they'll, like, like your Instagram post. Then they'll reply with your to your Instagram story with a fucking hard eyes emoji and a devil emoji. And I'm like, leave Kate alone! You know? <laughs> Sounds like somebody has, is the opposite of me oh my God. <laughs> which is which also sounds kind of annoying it's just so annoying <laughs> i think that this dude specifically has a push notification that it's like it's been three months you should send kate an emoji i would not text. be surprised if there were an app for that right it's the, the breadcrumb app <laughs> the breadcrumb app <laughs> put all the contacts in your phone of what you want to text them and when and just, <laughs> oh my god kate i'm sorry that's happening it's like when you queue up emails or tweets right you're just <laughs> anyways i didn't respond to it because I, there's no point to it. He is in Brazil. Like, yeah. But I, oh God, I just don't understand you people. You people. <laughs> boys. Boys. Breadcrumbing boys. Oh, don't breadcrumb them. Don't yeah. breadcrumb people. Just give them little crumbs here and there. Because yeah. like the first time it happened, I totally fell for it. I was like, oh my God, how are you? Oh, it's so good to hear from you. Blah, blah, blah. 
And then it was like, oh, we're talking again. Oh, we're texting again. Oh, we're flirty texting again. Then it was just like, oh, God, what, is, what am I doing? And then the second time it happened, I kind of, like, let it happen a little bit. But then I stopped it. And then this time I'm like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> no, go away. No. Oh, my God. Uh, dating is so hard. I, I haven't dated, like, this year at all. And I am 100% okay with it. Yeah. Just as long as you keep sending me these YouTube videos of those Asian dudes gyrating on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's another thing that I was sort of, that's sort of related to the seventh grade videos. Have you seen World of Dance at all? Yeah, because you've showed me all the videos and stuff. Oh, yeah, of this year? No, so World of Dance is a TV show now. What? Yeah, it's on NBC. Oh, then yeah. no, I have not seen it. Yeah, so super cool thing. It's basically like every YouTuber you've seen uh -huh. competing. <gasps> Plus, like there are people who actually. Like, not actually. People who, like, do ballet, people who do, like, ballroom dancing, they're all competing against each other. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, a ton of YouTube dancers that I follow and love are competing mm -hmm. on World of Dance. And I just think it's so cool because that means there are a ton of Asian people! Ay Yay! Competing and, like, looking really good. And, like, it's so nice to see, like, Kinjas, which is one of, it's like a, like a group of mostly Asian dudes who dance like they're ninjas and they love Naruto and they're really nerdy about it. But like to see them on TV, like mainstream TV, um, and the crowd is going bananas. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, this is so cool. Like this is what it could be. And it's happening. Like a bunch of people cheering for an Asian group of dudes. Yeah. Like dis full disclosure, when I say I watch the show, I only watch the dances and I don't watch any of the commentary, any of the judges mm -hmm. talking because I don't really care. <laughs> But the judges are Neo and J-Lo and this, like, other guy who I, whose name I can't remember. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's also an actual dancer. I've seen the previews for this show. Yeah. Then. Yes. Unlike, unlike J-Lo and Neo, who are both good dancers, but maybe not, like, career dancers, like, this guy's an actual dancer. Um, just to see all of them, like, with their mouths open and they're, like, smiling. And it just makes me feel so good. And just seeing everyone else being like, ah! It's great. Wait, do you remember on So You Think You Can... Or, uh... America's Best Dance Crew, Kaba Modern. Was that, that season two? I think that was like three? season one or two. Maybe two. But um, they were all Asian. They were from, I think they were from Irvine, which was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I think they're a UCI yeah. dance crew. Uh-huh. And they were so great. I remember, you know, watching them on reality TV and just being like completely in awe of them because their isolations were crazy. Yeah, so good. Oh my God, crazy. I can't believe we're talking about dancing right now. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, like, my knowledge of dance is like so tip of the iceberg compared to yours, but it's gotten deeper because I've known you. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, like, when I think about, like, who your Asian-American role models could be, like, during the times that we were growing up, I mean, I wouldn't say role model, but you're definitely just, like, rooting for those people to win because you're just like, oh, they're so good, they're yeah. so talented, and they're all Asian. Yeah, and they look like me. Ah. Yeah, I wish I had discovered like, crew dancing, or, like, any of... I wish YouTube... Like, I can't even imagine what it's like growing up with YouTube right now and, like, watching these people be so good at something and mm -hmm. being the best in the world at and something. And they learned how to do it on YouTube. I know! <laughs> They're, like, all learning from each other watching YouTube, which is crazy to me. And uh, I feel like I learned about this sort of, like, dance scene after it, after it started to peak. Mm -hmm. And um, I... It it's so, it was like a revelation just to see like 
Asian people looking genuinely cool. Not like mean girls cool Asian cool, but like actually right. cool to watch. Not like oh. hype beast cool. I mean, that's also cool too, but yeah. <laughs> Dang, I am so impressed by people that can learn choreography. I, I, I've done like dance classes and stuff before, and I can't string together more than three moves. Like, it takes all, practice. I just forget it immediately. Let's it's so it. hard to, yeah, it's hard to, when you come into a dance class and you've never, you have the odds like stacked a little bit against you if you don't have a lot of dance experience, because First of all, you have maybe less familiarity with the actual, like, technical movement. Mm -hmm. But also, like, every choreographer or every teacher has their own style. So you have to go to that teacher a few times to really get a hang of what they're trying to teach you. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that's really easy for me to say because I've been going to the same exact class for, like, four or five years. Mm -hmm. And I just have had trouble going to new ones. Like, I can see how someone might be reluctant to try it. Yep. New, completely new. I saw this, like, this is, like, such a stupid uh, thing. I feel like it's, like, one of those, like, inspirational Instagram posts type of thing. It's, like, up there with those Instagram posts. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was it was a photo of uh, a girl on point. And mm -hmm. um, point is, like, you know, a ballet shoe, right? And so one of her feet was in the, in the ballet shoe, and mm -hmm. the other foot was not. And the other foot is, like completely gnarled because if you know anything about ballerinas like their fucks feet up are feet. fucking jacked like yeah. it's just like they're terrible and yeah. like they're blisters and there's blood and there's just like it tears your feet apart and so it just says like everyone wants the reward and none of the work mm, and i was like true that's how i feel about dance i just want to be good at it and i don't want to like learn how to like or i can't i just I, there's a lot of investment that goes into like getting control of your body in that mm -hmm. way. And I'm like, mm -hmm. am I willing to make that investment? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way too. And mm -hmm. I just like, yeah, when you, when you see these people on YouTube who are really good, it's like, all you're seeing is three minutes of them being really good. And there is probably hours and hours that doesn't, that don't even make the tape. Totally. Where they're, they're just practicing. Just like fucking around in front of a mirror. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Can you say in, with certainty that you have given a hundred percent of yourself to something like to dance for instance i mean i haven't given a hundred percent of myself to dance right um i think i have too many interests so no right same with me and i don't I, this is like a conversation that i've had with like a couple people that i'm really close to and it's just I, I guess the question that i'm asking is like what is the best approach which is like be t-shaped and in, in that like you have like a kind of like wide range of interest but you do go really deep into one thing or just kind of being like a master of jack of all, jack trades. Of all trades, master of none, right? Like I don't know. I feel like some uh, that's where I've been for the past like few years living in New York, just like trying to find it because I was like doing salsa for like a year, and then next year I was like really into working out, and then this year I'm like really into like ceramics and pottery, and I really hope that the ceramics and pottery one sticks around because I really like it. But mm -hmm. I don't know. It I just uh, this is like something that I think about all the time when you watch, you know dancers or like piano prodigies or yeah. you know musical prodigies or just anyone that has like a creative pursuit that they have like dedicated oh. their life towards yeah they and go all in on that yeah so i think t-shaped is different from like something like the piano prodigy i right. feel like a piano prodigy is like an eye, eye shaped, it's yeah. an eye -shaped. <laughs> um and i feel like that i just I, this is probably a common millennial, like, mindset, but, like, I just kind of want to be good at a ton of things. Yeah, me too! <laughs> is, that, is that, like, bad, though, or...? I don't think it's bad. Mm -hmm. I remember at my last job, I was encouraged to find 
the depth of my T-shaped right. designerness. And I remember being like, I don't know what that is. I mean, it probably makes it easier as a manager mm-hmm. to like understand what a person is really good at and what they really like to like give them projects that they'll excel at or give them projects that'll feel really fulfilling for them. Being that person who like needs to decide what that is, like I thought that was really frustrating. Mm-hmm. I think thinking that being a T-shaped anything is is like the ideal situation is probably like I don't think I agree with that right anymore. Especially now that there are people that there are a ton of people who are generalists. Mm-hmm. Like I would consider myself kind of a generalist and maybe you do too. Or like we all think we, you and I think that we're good enough at a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a viable skill set. Totally. This is like one of those things where it like keeps me up at night, right? Where you're just like, oh, have, should I be looking for the one thing or whatever? Yeah. Um, the one thing to rule them all. (laughs) um, One thing to rule my life. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like a very old-fashioned way of thinking because that's something that my grandpa said to Mm -hmm. me. He's like, you know, Kato, you have to find the one thing that you're really good at. With Elise, she has the ballet with, you know... Specifically, he was only talking about Elise because Elise is amazing at ballet, my cousin. (laughs) But he was just like, you just have to find the one thing. And my auntie, Elise's mom, freaked out on him. She's like, Daddy... Don't say that. She doesn't have to have just one thing. Like, yeah. It can be a multitude of things, but it's it's still just like one of those... It, uh, feel, it still feels like a desirable thing. Right, exactly. It feels like something that you have something to work towards. Like right now I don't really have like a goal and it's just sort of like I'm enjoying myself and it's just weird because you're just like, am I allowed to just do this and enjoy myself with no like end goal in mind. Right? The answer to that should be, like, unequivocally yes. yes but right? for, for some reason, we feel like you you see people who, like, manage to pour their lives into... I mean, it's not just, like, dance and piano or whatever, but we have... Des- there are designers in this world, too. That's all they ever do. Right. And, like... I definitely have not devoted 100% of myself to design. No not way. Not even close. And honestly, like, I think that's fine, because I, I don't have any... I have a lot of admiration for people who are, like into the one thing that they're really good at and they feel really passionate about it and they'll just pour their souls into it. Mm-hmm. But like, that's not just, that's just not something that I want to do. Right. And, um, I think I agree with you that I've had a lot of trouble like coming to terms with that. But honestly, I, I love that I have a multitude, um, blah, 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 a multitude of interests mm-hmm. and like, I like being, if thinking like, externally how people perceive me I like being the person who is a designer but also really likes dancing and also really likes cats <laughs> like I'm I don't know how that got in there but I, I mean, like cats <laughs> <laughs> not as much as pandas <laughs> but like that's cool like you don't want to be like the design person because there can only be so few of those people right right but you know how you said it's like, oh, you're a designer who likes dance. Like, what if you don't know what your second thing is, right? Because your job is definitely not, like, the T-shape. Or I don't think it should be. They're, they're, that's actually, okay. Because so mm. there's, like, a couple different ones, right? Where it's like, my job is my sole focus, right? And I want to be really good at my job, and this is my career, and my career <clears throat> is my life, yeah. right? But what I'm talking about is the next thing aside from your job. Like, what's the other thing that you're sort of, like, devoting your time to because your job is just sort of like a means to an end at the end of the day for some people for me for me like I really enjoy design don't get me wrong but I am not devoting a hundred percent of my time to it yeah it pays the bills right (laughs) but I really like it I do like it that being said it's like I really like it I don't just do it because I'm like begrudgingly I'm not like the way that my parents kind of approach work is like 
the fact that you enjoy your job is a luxury. Yeah, totally. Totally. I feel very lucky. Yeah, I feel really lucky too. So the thing that is like the ultimate, because you enjoy your job, now you can like focus on like the ultimate pursuit or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, ugh. But I don't know. I think it's just what you were talking about earlier is that the ultimate pursuit doesn't have to be one thing. Yeah. It's the thing that I'm kind of wrapping my head around totally and also like I did say like I enjoy being the person like externally who is the who is a designer who also likes dance and cats and whatever but I think what really matters Kate is that you just it doesn't even matter that you're a designer or a dancer or a person who does pottery but like just like a person that is cool and nice and like those things are so much more important Right? Then At the end of the like day. Just, your interests, right? Yeah. I mean, we... It, I think we are lucky that, like, a lot of people that we think are super cool also do a ton of things. Right. Like, a ton of, like, things that sort of, like, have a, quote, material impact. And output. And output, yeah. yeah. And, like, that is so easy... It's so easy to fall into the trap of, like, being like, oh, if I want to be more like this person, I should write more or, like, right. do... Draw more or, like pursue art direction on the side or something or like, like that but like get better at analog photography yeah <laughs> and like we're I think we are in a really lucky position where like all of these things that people do we I think maybe we have trouble with conflating that with these people just being like cool humans mm-hmm. being a cool human is the most important thing that's really I think point. you're a cool human Kate I think you're a cool human <laughs> <laughs> oh my god jeez uh, oh, Okay, anyway, so yeah, in conclusion, dance is cool, but not as cool as being a cool human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dang, we talked for a long-ass time. We did. We're just hanging out. Yeah, wow. Derping. Yeah. Oh, so this weekend is Brooklyn Pride. Oh, hey! Happy Pride, everyone. Yay. I caught the parade. It was great. Manhattan Pride's gonna be, I think, at the end of the month, and that one is always a cluster. Yeah, and that one is crazy. That one is so nuts. I went the first two years that I lived in New York. Ugh, there's, like, too many people. Like, I don't know. I mean, it was, like, fun because the first time that we went, like... Uh, my friend Kyle had just come out and it was like, I had just come back from Japan and I was so jet lagged. It's a 13 hour time difference, but he's like, Kate, it's my first bride. You have to come. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and he like drags me out. There's like a million and a half people there. But then we saw Zachary Quinto and it was great. <laughs> hey Spock. What's up? Hey. He's very attractive. Indeed. Very attractive person. Yeah. But yeah. Happy Pride. Woo. Rainbows forever. Love. Yeah. Love is love. Hashtag love is love. Are we done? Yeah! Yay! Uh, did we forget anything? Yoko. Where oh, right. <laughs> okay, bye! Okay, bye! Wait. Yoko, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at PSYOKO on Twitter and Instagram. Kate, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet at C-M-Y-K-A-Y-T-O-E at C-M-Y-K-T-O. Nice. If you want to follow the podcast, we are S W A Y F. On, wait, nope. No, nope, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> uh, we are SWAYF Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Our website is SWAYFpodcast.com. And our email address is SWAYFpodcast at gmail.com. Yay. Shoot us a line. Yay. Oh, and our SoundCloud is SWAYF Podcast. Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. For real now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>